0: Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Woo! Ha <laughs> ha! Another beautiful day in the neighborhood. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hmm. How many of you have heard this uh, passage of scripture right here? For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I with them. Oh, I've heard this over and over and over people quote this pastors will quote this bible teachers will quote this and they'll say things well you know where two or more gather together jesus is there also here's the flaw with that that's completely out of context jesus i mean to say that that's true that when two or more gather together then jesus is there with them is to say that when i'm alone jesus isn't there that's what you're saying in effect you're effectively saying that when you are by yourself jesus is not there yet here's the flaw it's out of context let's back up a couple verses and put it back into context and see what it says Let's go back to verse 18. Jesus is speaking. He says, Truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, It will be done for them by my Father in heaven, for for where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. What it's saying is when two or three believers gather together, coming before God, asking for something, binding up something, loosing something, Jesus is there in agreement. This is a statement of agreement. Now, it's not that he's not there when, when you're alone. What he's saying is that there's power when two or three, when more than, than one person comes together in prayer in agreement. There's power in that. I hope we got, kind of got that cleared up a little bit. I want you to go ahead and go back and read that. That's Matthew. And this is found in Matthew chapter uh, 18, verses 18 through 20. Put it in perspective. All right. But we want to move ahead here because what I really want to talk about is the laying on of hands. Here's something you need to understand about prayer. And that's what we're going to be talking about. Power-filled prayer. There's three things that are connected in prayer. Fasting, oil, and the laying on of hands. These three things are tools of prayer. You want to have powerful prayer? Fast and pray. You want powerful prayer, a powerful response to prayer? Let there be anointing, using oil as an anointing. You want powerful prayer? Lay hands on people. I'm not talking about laying hands on them violently. I'm talking about laying hands on them through prayer. Prayerfully laying hands on them. This, this uh, creates power in your prayer. See, go back, because this isn't a new thing. This isn't some new concept. Let's jump all the way back to Leviticus chapter 16. We're gonna run on down here to uh, verse 21 and read verse 21 and 22. He is to lay hand, uh, lay both hands on the head of the live goat and confess over it all the wickedness and rebellion of the Israelites, all their sins, and put them on the goat's head. He shall send the goat away into the wilderness and care of someone appointed for the task the goat will carry on itself all their sins to a remote place and the man shall release it into the wilderness here's the thing there was a a conferring a conferring of something there was a, a transference a conferring of the iniquities the sin of the israelites was being conferred onto this goat through the laying on of hands the laying on of hands is a precedent that's set early on in our faith in in, the, in we want to jump ahead here to acts chapter 6 the laying on of hands is the conferring of a blessing or authority it's the conferring the transference of something and that may be blessing that may be authority or in in the case of leviticus it's the curse it's transferring the the curse that man lives under that sin onto that goat dispatching that goat out into the wild now in Acts chapter 6, and we're just going to start with verse 1, read down to verse, verse, uh, uh, let's say verse 6. In those days when the number of disciples was increasing, the Hellenistic Jews, among them, complained against the he- Hebraic Jews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. Now, it wasn't just any widow, these were believers that were being cared for by the by the saints and then it says in verse 2 so the 12 gathered all the disciples together and said it would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word of god in order to wait on tables meaning it would be wrong of us we've been commissioned anointed gifted empowered to go preach the gospel lead people to the salvation of the lord and it wouldn't be right for us to forsake that calling that commissioning that appointment so that we could distribute foods so then in verse three they say brothers and sisters choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the spirit and wisdom we will turn this responsibility over to them and will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the word. So here we have the leadership of the church, the disciples. Uh, at, at this time, they are the leadership of the church. And they're saying to the people, hey, what I want you to do is I want you to choose seven men who are who are... Uh, who walk in righteousness are filled with the spirit of God and and wisdom. We're going to give them this responsibility, so the people choose this this proposal. Down to verse five, this proposal pleased the whole group. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. Also Philip, Procurus, uh, Nicanor, Timon, uh, Parmenius and Nicholas from Antioch, a convert to Judaism, and they presented these men to the the apostles. And here in verse 6, we catch up with it. They presented these men to the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them. Here again, we see the laying on of hands, and here they are conferring authority. They are commissioning. You see, when hands are laid on people, it's not just a physical act. There's a a spiritual transference that happens. The spirit of God that is within you when you lay hands on somebody, there's a transference. If you're in a position of authority and you're appointing a subordinate into a position of authority in the kingdom, it is right to commission them not just on your own not just by your words but by the transference of that authority through the laying on of your hands let's jump over to Acts chapter 13 right quick and just beginning with verse 1 now in the church at Antioch there were prophets and teachers Barnabas, Simeon called Niger Lucius of of Creon, Manian, who had been brought up with Herod, the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. They commissioned them. They conferred authority upon them. I'm running out of time, but now we're going to jump over over to 1 Timothy chapter 5, and we're going to run all the way down to, to verse 22 uh, when paul is writing a letter to timothy and he says do not be he's giving him some direction on on being a leader and he's saying do not be hasty in the laying on of hands and do not share in the sins of others keep yourself pure what he's saying is he's saying use wisdom go before the lord seek out what the lord wants to do then lay your hands on them and confer authority upon them don't just be reckless just because it seems right to you just because the people you lead say oh they seem right to me don't just recklessly run in there lay your hands on them and commission them you see when you when the man of god the woman of god when when you lay hands on somebody conferring authority or blessing upon them That's not just your words. These words you're speaking have power. That power is going through you as a conduit via the Holy Spirit and transferring authority or blessing upon that person. So Paul is saying, be wise don't be hasty don't just rush into it be wise where do we draw that wisdom from that direction from you can jump back to acts uh, chapter 13 in verse uh, verse 2 and remember they fasted and prayed they sought out direction from the lord think about it be blessed and be the blessing hallelujah